Hi, I'm Stacy Hyden. I'm back with another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less. And today I'd like to talk about investing, investing in real estate in particular. I was speaking with a young client, husband and wife, um, have one child, both have very solid careers, good earners, good savers, and they felt that they should be doing something more than what they were doing. So I wanted to sort of share here in general terms, kind of what I think are sort of the core things that people need to be doing to make sure that they are on the right track, because that's the question I get a lot from our younger clients and the people that we work with at workplaces. And so I would say if you're in your 20s or 30s and you're saving, particularly in your 20s, if you can save 15% into your employer's retirement plan, I don't care how much the employer's putting in, if you put in 15%, you're, you're setting yourself up so well because those early contributions have the most time to compound. So that is, those are the most valuable contributions you can make. But then life happens. You start a family. You start having to pay daycare. I actually said the words that they had a great deal on daycare because they were paying less than a thousand dollars a month. So that's so I recognize that that's a huge car payment or even a big chunk of rent if people are renting. So I recognize the realities of that. So in their case, I said if you can each do ten percent then that will continue and they're each getting 5% from their employer. So that's still 15% going in and they've been doing it for a while and they had some savings and I'm a big proponent of having about, you know, 25,000 is kind of ideal. You know, most people can't start there. They could, they'd sold a home, but if you have some savings and you can keep that, that is your Murphy's Law Prevention Fund. So things break around the house. A roof leaks, a hot water heater decides to give up the ghost, your refrigerator all of a sudden is not cooling. The issue we had one Thanksgiving, our ovens stopped working. So I went to a Best Buy Black Friday sale and bought ovens. So it's something that happens as a homeowner and you have to be prepared for that. And having some extra cash sitting there really helps with that. And then purchasing, if the, if you have more cash than that, then you may want to purchase some broad-based index funds. Yes, it can be fun to bet on individual stocks, but that's really what you're doing when you're buying individual stocks. Um, you are placing a bet. It's a bit like playing roulette and saying that you think, I don't play roulette, so I'm gonna get this wrong, but red 12. And if it lands on anything else, you lose. If it lands on that, you win big, but the odds are not in your favor. Whereas if you own broad U.S. stocks, some small company U.S. stocks in an index fund, international stocks, little emerging market stocks, maybe a fixed income type index fund, you're going to set yourself up for success it's going to be boring. It's not going to be exciting. There's going to be some great years. There's going to be some okay years. There's going to be some bad years, but overall you're going to be fine and you're not going to have to focus on that because 
you're going to be broadly diversified and time will be your friend. The younger you are, the more time is your friend. And then I know people start to think, well, I should get into rental real estate. I'm not sure why that's popping back up again. Um, it could be because you're seeing that um, there's been quite a few articles published in the Wall Street Journal and Forbes and places like that that talk about how it's better to rent right now than buy. Well, that also means that if you buy, the cost of buying, the home prices are so high, add on higher mortgage cost, that the rent that you would pay is less than what your mortgage would pay, plus you don't have the risks side of there. So if you're a, a landlord and you're renting, you're likely gonna be getting back less in rent than what your payment is. That is not a good investment. So I think you should take the easy route because you're in this time of life and uh, career where your career is likely very busy. You're moving up, um, hopefully rapidly. You're starting a family. Um, you've got a lot of balls in the air. Don't add financial stress through a rental right now um, when the demographics don't really support it. And while it could be a good investment, it's likely going to require a lot of your time. That's not something you have right now. I would encourage you to use that extra time to further your career, maybe get an MBA, um, take an extra trip with your family, um, spend some time recording an oral history with your grandparents. That is going to pay better dividends for you longer term than I think getting into taking on this burden and this management hassle of um, rental real estate. So that's just something that came up, a conversation that came up yesterday that I thought had a lot of key things because they didn't think that they were doing great and they really were. They had they didn't have any car payments. They had a little bit of student loans, which encouraged them to go ahead and pay those off. And they were well on their way with their basic financial management to being successful, but because they weren't doing anything special, they felt like they weren't. And so what my takeaway for the folks listening to this is, it's the boring stuff done consistently that leads to outrageous results. Carl Richards refers to them as micro actions. These little actions that we take day to day don't seem like much, but then when we look back, we're like, wow, we've come a long way. So just continue to make good choices day by day, and you'll look back five, 10, 20 years from now, and you'll be like, wow, what, how did I get here? And it's because you took those little steps day by day. Thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less.